Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Afi Tuoi joining us again. Welcome, Afi. Jason, good morning. It's great to be back with you again. Yeah, we've had a bit of a break, a bit of a long break, actually, and uh, <laughs> it's good to have you joining us again and presenting for us on our program, Tazzy Encounters. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And uh, it's actually a public holiday down here in Tasmania, so we're um, we're doing this on a public holiday. I don't know if it's a public holiday anywhere else in Australia, but it certainly is here. It's the the Labor Day, eight-hour day, and uh, yeah, so it's good to be doing this with you on a public holiday. Yeah, thanks, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good to be still working on the Labor Day. Yes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's but good. hey, that's the way it falls, and um, no, it's great to continue to serve the Lord, even though it is a public holiday. Yeah. And uh yeah, as I was saying to you on off air, Jason, that you know, normally, like when I was in the mainland, you know, I was I'm so used to celebrating the Labor Day through in October, and um, so it's um, interesting to celebrate it early in the year. And mm. um, but normally, like um, yeah, like in the mainland, when it came to October, you're so looking forward to. To, to having a day off. Having an extra day. Well, mm. in Tasmania, we have very few holidays in the last half of the year. So That's it, true. It's um, We have all of our holidays typically stacked before June. And, uh, yeah, maybe we should move it to later in the year as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you have any plans, Jason, on, on the public holiday? Well, after, after doing today's program, um, I am going to visit a, a mate of mine who I haven't caught up with for a long time and so. We'll spend some time together. My wife's away uh, on the mainland up up in uh, New South Wales at the moment, so okay. I've uh, got the day to myself and, uh, yeah, catch up with a mate. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Awesome. Well, uh, we want to remind you today, if you're listening from wherever you are around Australia, we've got our Tassie Encounters show number. This is 0488880891. If you're new to us and you haven't written this down before, we encourage you to save that number, 0488880891. We will be using that during the program to ask you some questions, to uh, get some answers hopefully from you. And we've got a book offer that is coming up as well a bit later. So do write that down, 0488 If you're going to put it in your phone, put it in as Tassie Encounters because that's just for our show. Now, we've been back on air one week approximately, uh, although last Monday's uh, program we missed with, with uh, Rick Hergenen. Um, because of a technical issue. So you're our first Monday back this year, um, Arthur. Well, okay. So it's good I to have you. I feel special already. <laughs> you are special. <laughs> you are special. Um, and, of course, you can listen to all of our episodes that we've done last week and even last year and the year before on the Faith FM Australia app and uh, the Faith FM website. That's uh, faithfm.com.au. You can download the app from the App Store, whether you use iTunes or your, um, sorry, if you use an Apple phone, it's in the uh, the 
Apple App Store, or if you use a Google phone, an Android phone, you can get it from there as well. It's a great way to listen to all of our episodes and our live programs, so mm, we encourage man. you to do that. So, Afi, we're going to be talking for quite a while about the book of Ephesians. We're going to study that book chapter by chapter. Mm. Tell us uh, a little bit about it. Yeah, so Ephesians is actually, um, you know, sometimes it's an epistle that sometimes people take for granted. Um, But it it is a great in-depth study that the Apostle Paul brings to us and is very relevant to our time today. And this is one of the great things about the Bible that we study. You know, the messages are timeless. Mm. And um, it's interesting, I have uh, some three quotes here from different authors of why we should study the book of Ephesians. And uh, Ralph Martin, another scholar in his Bible commentary, he says that um, no part of the New Testament has a more contemporary relevance than the letter to the Ephesians. And so that's saying something. Mm. Um, William Barclay, another popular um, Bible scholar, in his commentary he says um, it is the queen, the Ephesians is the queen of the epistles. Mm. And um, you also have a- another author, some may not know as well, in his um, New, Inter- New, In- New International Version application commentary, Klein Snodgrass, he writes that Ephesians is the most contemporary book in the Bible. Apart from a few terms and the treatment of slavery, Ephesians could have been written to a modern church. Mm. It is about us. Mm. It describes human beings, their predicament, sin and delusion, but much more it describes God's reaching out to people to recreate and transform them into a new society. And and I believe, Jason, that this is one of the reasons why um, I love to to study the book of Ephesians and love to read Ephesians, because there is a contemporary message there for, for us today. And um, Ephesians is more than, and it's not a book of rules, mm. but it, it is a, a book that it's really Paul's reaching out through Christ to transform us. And um, that, that is one of the reasons why I like to study the book of Ephesians. Mm. So, Jason, what, why, what, I know that, you know, last year we talked off air, but that, you know, you love to study the book of Ephesians. Why is it that you like to study the book of Ephesians? Well, I guess for me, one of the reasons is that one of my favorite Bible verses or passages, there's three three verses in Ephesians chapter 2, which I think very well summarize the gospel, and uh, that's Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, some of my mm. favorite verses of the Bible. And so I think, yeah, you're right. It's very relevant to today. It's very relevant. It's easy to understand the message and um, really apply it to our lives today. So. I think that's why it's a good thing to study, and it's yeah, yeah. We can Amen. really we can really get something out of it and make it relevant to our lives. And, and that text that pass of that in chapter two, verse eight and ten that you just mentioned that that becomes you know sort of the core or, or the major theme that really comes out mm. um, through the book of Ephesians. And I'll just quickly read that, Jason, um, which says in Ephesians two, verse eight and ten, it says, "For by grace you have been saved." Through faith and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Mm. And verse 9, not of yourselves, lest anyone should boast. And now verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. 
and um, we'll, we'll definitely look at that, that those verses more intently in time to come, Jason. Mm. Um, but what we do see the purpose also of Ephesians is that you know Paul ministered in Ephesians for three years. That is the longest of his missionary journeys, mm. and and the majority of the church membership were converts from a Hellenistic religious environment. You know they were mostly Gentiles or pagans in the surrounding cities and, and within Ephesians as well. And, uh, you know, in the mystery of religion, there was magic, magicians, astrology, there was surrounding in the city of, of, of Ephesus. And so Paul realized that the church there needed a positive grounding in the gospel on how to live a Christian lifestyle and uh, free from, you know, the vices of Greek culture you know, such as drunkenness, sexual immorality, and thievery that was quite popular at the time. And um, within the culture of Ephesus, you know, the people had a fear of evil spirits and cosmic powers, and, that, and that's something that comes through the Gospel of Ephesians. And um, and really, they, they wanted to know also, where does Jesus Christ stand in the relation to these forces? Mm. So you have there, you know, the Gentile converts... Um, who became part of the Jewish Christian minority group there. And so they needed instruction from Paul to help them to overcome these tensions and grow up between that of their culture or their lifestyle, previous lifestyle to where Christ is showing them and directing them today or at that period of time. And so they needed guidance. And this is where the Apostle Paul comes in within his, his ministry. And um, where he was able, therefore, to continue to unite the church in diversity um, into the body of Christ. And um, it's interesting, Jason, if you like to um, read for us um, Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 1 there. We'll go from verses 1 to 2 yeah. to start with. It says, Paul, this is the uh, New King James Version that I'm reading from. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's interesting, Jason, because you know, straight away you see these three sections that Paul brings out, you know, the identity of the sender, the recipients, and then his greeting. Mm. And in his greeting, it's interesting, Jason, who who do you see is central in all those three sections or, or within his greeting? Mentioned three times in two verses is Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's purposely done by Paul to the church, that mm. Christ is the foundation and central to our lives and through his letter to, to the church of Ephesus. Mm. And um, we'll probably have to take a break, Jason, and we'll come back and we'll just look at quickly, you know, why does Paul emphasize his apostleship in this greeting as well? Because that, that's important too. Mm, absolutely. Well, we've uh, got a question for you. This is going to come up later in our discussion, but we're going to give you the question early so you can have a think about it, and we'd love to hear from you today. There's a passage a little bit further down in Ephesians chapter 1 that uh, talks about being predestined, and we're going to ask you to give us an answer to this question. Do you believe you are predestined to be saved? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488 891. Do you believe you are predestined to be saved? Let's hear from you today. It'll be great to hear from you. 
This first song, this is The Faithful Love of Jesus by Hilary Scott and the Scott family.
to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi, and uh, we're talking about Ephesians chapter 1 this morning. And before the break, we asked you a question. Do you believe you are predestined to be saved? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. Now, as we do this uh, series of, of studies on Ephesians, it's probably a good idea to have your Bible handy if you're listening in um, so that you can read the text yourself and meditate on them and think about them. So uh, I'd encourage you to get your Bible out if you can, and uh, that will help you engage with what we're talking about here today. So, Afi, before the break, uh, we read the first couple of verses of Ephesians chapter 1, and Paul identifies himself as an apostle, and you mentioned that we were going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and so, you know, it's interesting, you know, why would Paul have to emphasize um, his his title within the letter? What what do you think, Jason? Why would he have to emphasize that he is an apostle? Well, I guess... To me, it means that he's not um, there of his own doing. He's been chosen by the authority of God or given by God. You know, he was he had this experience on the road to Damascus where he encountered Jesus directly, mm. and he was he was called directly. The other thing is perhaps um, I don't know if if there were any Jews or people in this area that knew Paul from before his conversion, but you know maybe. Maybe now he's a different person and he has to make that clear to people. <laughs> yeah, no, you are correct, Jason, um, because wherever Paul went, you know, he always encountered false teachers. Mm-hmm. And, and that was something that happened quite often um, in the time of Paul that you had Paul. So Paul wasn't the only traveling preacher. There were, there were others, quite, quite a few, and people did that as a living. And um, but they would present false doctrine, false teachings, and mm. this is one of the reasons why Paul had to uh, emphasize his apostleship because, as you say, one because of his previous life that people there were those who would come into the church and say, well, you know, Paul is not a true apostle. He's mm. not what you know. He's not part of of Jesus' original twelve. Mm-hmm. And um, so how can you accept his message? Because as we mentioned before the break, right there in the beginning, it's really packed that he emphasizes that Jesus is central to 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 the foundation of anyone's life. And mm. so the false teachers were saying, so how could he pre- present Jesus when he didn't even know him? Yeah. But as you mentioned, you know, he had that encounter on, on the road to Damascus. Mm. And so this is the reason why he had to emphasize that he was an apostleship. So he wasn't blowing his own trumpet. He wasn't showing off about his, you know, his new standing or title. Um, but um, for that reason, um, that he had to present himself that he does know Jesus Christ. Mm. And and you have there in Acts chapter 9, verses 20 to 22, 26 there. And you want to read those verses for us, please, Jason. Yeah, so Acts 9, verse uh, 20 to 22 from the New King James says, Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on the name on this name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose, so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased in the all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving mm. that this Jesus is the Christ. Mm. So that's that uh, real change. He was a different man. That's right. And, and this is why he 
he had to um, start off his gospel to, or his letter to the church of Ephesus that he was truly called mm. by God and is one of the true, true apostles or disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, um, you know, once again, you have the words grace and peace there in verse 2, as, you know, we already talked about in chapter 2, verse 8 and 10. Grace is, you know, Jason, you know, there's nothing more joyous uh, than what God has done for us in Christ. Mm. And and this is why he, he, you know, these famous words that he has in his, in his letters, grace and peace. And, um, and also, you know, peace, um, you know, what Jesus has done for every Christian through life, uh, his death, his heavenly ministry, and where he, he's um, ministering for us at the moment. Because we are all under, you know, um, the penalty of of sin. And um, Jesus, as it comes through the book of Revelation, Jesus took that curse for us. Mm. And, um, you know, the broken law, and he's redeemed us. And that's why we have the peace that we do, because we know only that we can have that forgiveness of sin and that peace that comes from what Jesus is doing for us. And so, Jason, as we've now seen, you know, the purpose and and um, saw the introduction to the book of Ephesus, um, and we look at verses 3 to 10, and, and maybe we'll just break it up first. We'll just go three to verses 3 to 5 mm. and, and have a look at these verses together. It says, <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Man. You know, it's interesting, Jason, you know, the text you just read, you know, what do you believe, therefore, is God's purpose for his people and church in those verses you've just read? Well, there's a few things that stand out to me. Um, one is in verse 3, it says that he who, who blessed us. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 4, it says, just as he chose us. Uh, yep. And verse five, it says, "Having predestined us." So there's there's three actions there <laughs> that yeah. uh, I think uh, stand out. Yeah, beautifully put. And, and this is where we see now what God's purpose is for for His people and and for His church. And as you say that, you know, God has blessed us. He's blessed us in Christ with very spiritual blessing. And once again, this is where the foundation of where, you know, Paul has taken us right there from the beginning. Jesus mm. is the foundation. And because he is, he wants, he wants to bless us. Mm. And it's interesting that he's also brought out in those three verses you read, you know, that of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and that of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, I just love how Paul presents the gospel in that way. You know that it's not just about Jesus. He he wants to present, you know, the heavenly throne there for all of us to see that that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is interested in all of us. Mm. And he brings that out, and why he says, you know, they want to bless us, and as you mentioned in verse four, because they have chosen us mm. and um, this is where the question we came up um, to the audience um, 
predestined in verse 5 there. And I'll just read it again. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So, you know, so it has to be asked, Jason, you know, um, predestined, predestination. Um, Paul's telling us that God has predestined us. You know, how Mm. how do we understand uh, the doctrine of predestination? Well, well, what is the original <laughs> meaning? Well, the popular meaning that people Common, see of commonly, uh, there are some who believe that predestined means that we have no choice. That that uh, if if we are predestined to be saved, then we're saved, and there's nothing we can do to change that. Or if we're predestined not to be saved, then we're not saved, and there's nothing we can do to change that. But I, I don't think that's what the Bible's teaching us here, and I think. We uh, we understand it to mean that that God has chosen us all of us. It says there just mm. in verse four that we are chosen. He gives every person the opportunity to be saved, and uh, it's a matter of us whether we accept that or not as to what the outcome will be. But he he has predestined us to be saved. He wants us to be saved. He he has done everything required for us to be saved. Yeah, beautifully said, Jason. And, and that that is the understanding that Paul's coming across with using the word predestination. And as you said in verse 4, you know, he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Mm. And Paul is simply saying that, you know, salvation is offered to us all from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But we have that choice. Mm. And if we are willing, therefore, because, as you say, the popular uh, um, thought of of predestination is, well, if I've been chosen to be saved or not saved, well, then I can just live any way I I like. Mm. But as verse 4 says, if we choose, therefore, the plan that God has given to us, therefore we live uh, a holy a holy life before him in love. Mm. And, and that's not talking, I'm not talking about perfection, but I'm talking about a life that God is leading us to live. Mm. And so to sum up, I guess, Jason, what we can see, therefore, is that God the Father, in these verses, it would be that he, ha- he has a plan and a purpose rooted in, in his will for sinners. Mm. And, and he does have a plan for us all. Absolutely. Well, we're going to uh, go to another break, but before we do, we've got our listener question. Do you believe you are predestined to be saved? As we've just discussed about this, maybe you are more able to answer that now. <laughs> Text us in. We'd love to hear from you today, 0488 And also, coming up later in the program, we've got our free book offer. It's called In the Light of God's Love. This is Blessed Be by Jason Gray.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi and we are looking at the book of Ephesians chapter 1 today. And Afi, before the break we were talking about this uh, predestination where God chooses us and we also mentioned the fact that we've got to respond to that that choice. It's our mm. free will to accept or not accept the, the gift of salvation that we're going to talk about more in future chapters here as well. But um, you're also saying, you know, in the break, as we choose uh, to follow Christ, we become part of a new family. We become part of his family. Yeah, that's right, Jason. And and you know we probably didn't spend a lot of time on on, on that um, on predestination. But you know, as you as you say, you know, we, we're therefore if God therefore has chosen us, and we have that freedom of choice. Just like we talked about, you know, why Paul in the beginning of his letter um, says that he's an apostle of Jesus Christ, and those verses that you read in Acts chapter nine. Um, when he accepted God, God's grace that saved him, he therefore continued to serve in the family. Mm. And he became part of the family and continued to serve. And this is what God is saying, that while we may be predestined, doesn't mean that we live in a life of, of privilege. And while we, we are privileged to be saved by God, but it doesn't mean we, we remain in that status. Mm. Um, but like the Apostle Paul, we're therefore, as part of the family, we are therefore asked by God that we would therefore serve him in presenting the gospel, the plan of salvation to others. Mm. Each each one of us becomes part of that purpose, that doesn't it? Yeah, we, exactly. It's and it's, that's why. It's, sorry, it's, it's something I'm a little bit passionate about, actually. That yeah. That uh, often I think as Christians we think that we we can get to know God and we you know we accept His gift of salvation and then we can just sit back and uh, be comfortable. But yeah. uh, God actually calls every one of us to be part of a, a, a greater mission and a greater purpose. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's why, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, 
today is a public holiday. Today's the eight-hour eight day here in Tasmania, but what mm. are you and I doing? Yeah, <laughs> we're doing a radio program. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we, we, you know, we see these are higher purpose, and so yeah. we, we don't see it as... as it's uh, not a burden. Yeah, it's not a burden. You know, mm. we're not grudgingly doing this, even though it's mm. a public holiday. But, you know, we do it because we we love to serve Christ. Mm. We love him. Mm. And that's why we, you know, well, hey, it's a public holiday, but, hey, I can give a bit of time in serving God and why we do that today. And this is what... Um, this predestination is talking about we're becoming part of a family mm. and that part of that family is to serve him mm. and so an interesting jason is um we see therefore as we just um, tied off before that's why we're blessed why we have been chosen and in, in part of being chosen and predestination we have that choice and um, Paul continues on, verses 6 to 10, if you like to read those verses of chapter 1 of Ephesians, please, Jason. Yeah, so just finishing off verse 5, it says, Accepted to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Amen. <clears throat> I've, got, a, again, I've sorry, got another go translation of that verse 9 and 10 uh, sure. from the New Living, which I, I like the way it puts it. It says, uh, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to feel, fulfill his own good plan. And this is mm. the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. So. I find oh, some of the words in the uh, New King James there a the, uh, little bit more difficult to understand. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, mm. that's why it's important, Jason, you know, as you know, you know to, to have other translations that help us to understand, you know, the thoughts that um, God is bringing forward to us. Mm. And um, I, I like what you read there uh, in verse 9, that, you know, the mystery there and mm. the plan that God has. Mm. And uh, we will look more intently into that as we study the book of Ephesians. What is this mystery that God is talking about and his plan mm. to reveal that mystery? And um, so and so, stay tuned and um, we'll, we'll get to that because it becomes very interesting as we unpack it together. But once again, Jason, as what we see in these, in these, these uh, ver- further verses that you've just read, once again, God's purpose for us and mm. what we saw previously his purpose was that if he, he it's god's desire god the father god the son god um the holy spirit to bless us he's chosen us and predestined us and once again his purpose continues um as you see well, you know, three themes that come through in those verses. What, what, are, your, what are some of the themes you see there, Jason? Well, a bit of the verse 5 that I didn't read just then is we are adopted as sons by Christ, by Jesus mm. Christ to himself. So we, uh, I guess part of his purpose is to adopt us, which is what we were talking about earlier, that we become part of a new family. Mm. Um, and then in verse 7, it says, in him we have redemption through his blood. So... 
another purpose is to be redeemed. Yep. And then uh, in verse 9 to 10, we have the blessings of, um, I guess, being part of his will and his plan and uh, being blessed to be, you know, part of that. Amen. Uh, you know, Jason, it's interesting, you know, when you t- think about adoption, what, what do you th- um, think about adoption? Why would Paul say, you know, we are adopted um, as sons by Jesus Christ? I guess um, when we become, you know, like in, in human in human terms, in normal, um, not spiritual terms, if we're adopted, we we literally f- become part of a, a brand new family which has a different identity, and so um, it's a very significant thing to mm. be. It, it shows a very strong change of who we are and what our identity is. Yeah, it's interesting, Jason. You, you mentioning that because you know being adopted. Um, and when we talked about in the beginning the introduction there about the culture within Ephesus, you know, those who came from a pagan or Gentile um, background, and now they've been t- they have been taught by Paul saying that they are now sons of God. They've been adopted. So, in other words, you know, they they were alienated from from God before because of the choice that they they have made. But they are now united. We are now united in Him, and, and it just comes back through once again the theme that you know, Paul's bringing out right from the beginning, that you know the Father and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, are the foundation of it all. Mm. And, and so it's beautiful how he he brings that in, and, and you know the Apostle John also talks about that once we believe and receive Christ, we are part of His family. We are His children. And um, once again, the, the verses that you know you brought out in chapter two there is by grace that we have been saved. Mm. You know, we talk about redemption. Redemption is another beautiful word, biblical word that brings out for us um, because once again, you know, we were broken and the penalty of the broken law and and um, the bondage that one is in within sin, but we. This is what Jesus, his purpose is for us and, and his will is that he wants to redeem us back there as you read there in verses 7 and 8. Mm. And of course, you know, we talk about the future blessings there in verse 9 and 10. Mm. And that, you know, God is not stingy with his grace. Not at and, all. Um, yeah, and you know, he just wants to pour it out for us if we're willing to accept that. Mm. And um, the, these are the beautiful future blessings that God is willing to give to us if we're willing to accept mm. and accept and be part of his family and then continue to serve him. Mm. And so, in other words, once again, you know, God is just saying that, you know, he has a plan for us and he wants to look after us. Yeah, for sure. Well, we've got to go to another break, but before we do, we've got our book offer for today. And the book offer today is In the Light of God's Love by Ty Gibson. Every now and then, a book is written that penetrates beyond the head and speaks to the inmost heart. Page by page, the reader senses the distinct moving of God's spirit. Christ, in all his matchless glory, is exalted until self fades into insignificance. 
In the Light of God's Love is one of those unusual books. You won't want to put it down once you begin reading. This is the book we've got to give away. We've got three copies, so stay tuned and listen for the code after the break. This is Gift of Grace by Jessica King. Living life with deep regret I remember well That sacred place Where I received your precious gift of grace The gift of grace is free To all who choose to come To the cross Why he loved the common man So much that he would die in my place I'm so thankful for the gift of grace I'm so thankful for the gift of grace
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing our program with Afi Tua Oi and we've been studying the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and we're going to go through to verse 14 today and continue on next time with um, from verse 15. Before the break we did talk about our book offer and that is called In the Light of God's Love by Ty Gibson. It's a great book. We've got three copies to give away. So the first three in with this code will receive a free copy of this book. And the code today is the first three letters of Ephesians. That's E, P and H and the number one. That's the digit one. No spaces. Text in E, P, H, number one. Text it to 0488880891. So that's E, P, H, number one. Text it into 0488 880891. We've just got uh, Christina texting in to say thanks for coming in on a public holiday and uh, thanks to you both for your ministry. So thanks, Christina, for texting us yeah. and letting us know that you appreciate it. So, mm. Afi, uh, we've got uh, a few minutes left and we're going to continue on verse 11 to 14. Yes, and uh, you'd like to read those verses for us, please, Jason. Yeah, it says, In him we have... Uh, obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. And so as we finish off here, Jason, um, you know, the good news of salvation is for those who both hear and respond in faith and accept God's, um, God's purpose for us all. And, um, you know, we talked about just um, before the break the mystery there, and um, the mystery, or you know, quite clearly, is that um, you know God's purpose is to bring everyone into salvation. Yeah, and um, why the book of Ephesus there, you know, pauses is in Ephesians. Um, sorry, Ephesus. And he's presenting the gospel, you know, to pagans and Gentiles that they are part of the family of God. And, um, you know, application to us all today, we are all part of God's family, you know, can be adopted, predestined, chosen if we're willing to accept his invitation. Because uh, it's interesting because, you know, the Gentiles originally you know um, for the jewish people they weren't part of god's they they saw they weren't part of god's plan mm. they weren't part of god's family and um but here right here in the, in the 15 sorry 14 verses that we've read right from the beginning we see what paul is bringing out to to the gentiles and for the jewish people that they are one yeah. we are one and it's interesting in verse 11 and 12, 13 and 14 you just read, um, Jason. You know, it says in the beginning of verse 11, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Mm. And so Paul's, you know, is bringing it, you know, being inclusive. Mm. To, you know, he's not just saying just one group, but we. Verse 12, once again, he says that we 
who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. Once again, we, including us all. And then in verse 13, once again, he brings that in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. Mm. And so, you know, now he's becoming personal um, to, to the individual. And verse 14 is the same. He goes, who is the guarantee of our in inheritance? Mm. So it's beautifully put how Paul brings it across, um, talking about this mystery and how it's unfolding, that God's plan right from the beginning was that the plan of salvation was for us all, as we talked about before. We are blessed, we are chosen, and we are predestined. And um, we are therefore adopted, we are redeemed because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And there is future blessings for us that he would like to bring across to us all. But it's important also, Jason, to remember, um, you know, as verse 13 brings out, um, you know, it talks about, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. And so from hearing, as, as we know, hearing comes from, therefore, accepting, is what we talked about, service now. As we have heard, we've accepted, by faith now, we do serve. And, and this is what God is bringing out to us, as we just talked about before the break as well, is that we, we need to be aware that we are also part of this plan of salvation mm. that God has brought to us. And, and we have a part to play in the plan of salvation. And that is, as Paul is sharing we too can share, and I'm not talking about like you know what, what Paul is doing. It's you know some may not have you know uh, that gift. Some you know may be you know hesitant, uh, but we can simply share that we lo- we love Christ, like mm. you were saying today in the beginning of the show, Jason. You're going to meet a friend, mm. and you know your, your friend is a Christian, and. Um, just simply in the conversation, just sharing with someone how, what Christ means to you. Mm. And, and this is all what God is saying. And, and I'd just like to finish off um, there in verse 14. You know, God talks about the Holy Spirit. And, and three things he brings out about the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of promise, that the Holy Spirit is God's seal. And the third thing is that, you know, it's the pledge and a guarantee for us all. Mm. And um, and so the promise that was given to Abraham that the Jewish people hang on hang on to is a promise an inheritance that's given to us all mm. by faith. It's uh, this word inheritance um, really comes through and connects with that word of adoption, doesn't it? Because we uh, oh, beautifully we can't inherit something in a family situation unless we are. Um, you know, part of that family, and so the adoption gives us yeah. that inheritance, and um, yeah. But we also have a choice to make as to whether we accept yep. that and whether we trust in the word of truth. Mm. So there is there is a part that we play, not 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 in terms of works, but there's a uh, right. there's a part of us that has to accept that message of yeah. truth, and yeah. And that's something we all have to remember, Jason. It's all what God does. For us, mm, absolutely, it's he's not, done it all. That's why I love this uh, this book because it's so easy to get caught up in our own doings and our own actions mm. and works and and words and things. But we uh, we know from Ephesians that it is only through the grace of God that we are saved. Yes. 
Well, next week, I'm guessing we're going to be going on to verse 15 and onwards. Um, I don't know whether we're going to make it into chapter 2 next week, do you think? Or next, not, it won't be next Monday, it'll be in two weeks' time. Yeah, we'll see how we go, Jason. We, we might, but the prayer from verses 15 and 23 is so packed with uh, beautiful language. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I want to spend quality time on that prayer because that, that really builds another foundation um, for us as well in our own walk and journey with the Lord. Mm. And well, we'll see how we go. Join us tomorrow with David and Carmelina, David Leo, and uh, they're going to be doing Father Abraham. This is our last song by Cain and Essential Worship. It's called Never Lost. Such an easy thing for you to do And your hand is moving right now And you are still showing up At the tomb of every Lazarus And your voice is calling me out